Psalm 54, for the chief musician on stringed instruments, a contemplation by David, when the Ziphites came to Saul and said, isn't David hiding among us? Save me, God, by your name. Vindicate me in your might. Hear my prayer, God. Listen to the words of my mouth. For strangers have risen up against me. Violent men have sought my soul. They have not set God before them. Sailor. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the one who sustains me. He will repay the evil to my enemies. Destroy them in your truth. With a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks to your name, Yahweh, for it is good. He has delivered me out of all my trouble. My eye will see triumph over my enemies. So this is a psalm, a very short one, in the time when David was basically dobbed in by the Ziphites. So in 1 Samuel 23, in 1 Samuel 23, David was on the run, hiding in the desert. And when he was in the desert, there were these people there. They were kind of just outside the border of Israel, a little bit south. And David helped keep them safe against the attack of the Philistines and the attack of other groups. And um, when he was there, you know, he protected them. And um, But when Saul came looking for David, they dobbed him in. They said to Saul, hey, David's here. So it was an unfair situation because David had actually helped them, but now they dobbed him in. And the reason they dob him in is because there's a reward. Now, we don't, you know, you see in the Wild West movie posters, you know, you know, wanted, dead or alive, all of that stuff, you know, 5,000 pounds. That's the Wild West. We don't, we don't get told what the reward is, but that's the reason why they've done it. They've dobbed him in because Saul is looking for them and they know <laughs> that if they, they help the king of Israel, he's going to look after them. So they're doing it for, for gain. So David says in verse 5, he says, The Lord will repay my enemies. And then he says to the Lord, destroy them in your truth. So who are David's enemies here? Is it the people of Keilah slash Ziph? Or is it Saul and his armies? When we read these stories, we just see the people. We think the people are the enemy, but we don't think that, say, their motivation is the enemy. Or we don't think that there's a spirit behind them that's the enemy. Um, often when we think of enemies, we're thinking of the people. But we can pray these types of prayers very clearly for the things behind the people. So you may have people in your life that are your enemies. They oppose you. They want you to fail. It may be you're you know, in high school and there's another fellow in your class that's very competitive, very hateful, very arrogant, hopefully not in uh, in a Christian school, and um, but you know there are people like that and you may feel that they're against you. Well, so yeah, they're your enemy. Christ tells us to love our enemies, but you, you wouldn't pray this type of prayer like you wouldn't say to the Lord, destroy them in your truth, but you might pray to destroy the spirit that's driving behind them. And you might pray to destroy their evil motivation. You might pray to deliver them from evil. <laughs> so you might pray for their complete reversal of behavior and that, that they change and they find them at Lord. So while David might have prayed for the destruction of his enemies, we're, we're kind of praying for the, the, the evil thing that's behind them to be destroyed as well. So it's true that there are people around us that are full of evil, people that will accept our help 
but then turn around and stab you in the back. There are people in the world like that, and the people of Keilah did that to David. But David was in the desert for, what, 12, 13 years, a long time, and even though he's still in the desert when he writes this psalm, he says in verse 17, verse 7, God has delivered me out of all my trouble. My eyes have seen the victory over my enemies. Now, at the time he wrote this, had he been delivered from all his trouble? I don't think so. But he says, my eye has seen. Now, this is a position of faith. It's like when you see what the Lord's going to do for you, but he hasn't done it for you yet. Now, technically, you shouldn't say he hasn't done it for you yet, because when he says he's doing it for you, he's done it. So God's a God who's not in time. He's not restricted by uh, cause and effect or all, any of these things. If the Lord says he's going to do something for you, he's done it. Jesus, when he died on the cross, says it is finished. It was completed work from Christ's perspective. But we live in time and there's an outworking of things. So, yeah, the devil is completely destroyed. His power completely broken. And yet we're living in a process of seeing the devil's grip taken off the world bit by bit. And um, so that's what David's saying. David has seen the Lord's deliverance. He knows the Lord has given him the answer to his prayer, even though he hasn't actually, you know, the, the answer hasn't worked itself out yet. So that's what we call faith. Now, faith isn't kind of this blind hoping, you know, it's like you, um, not, not you or not anyone, but, you know, it's like you see people down at the shops and they go and buy a scratchy ticket, you know, these little things that cost a few dollars and you scratch them and they hope they're going to win a million dollars. That's hope. That's blind hope. That's blind faith. That's just like, it's just casting on luck. It's, it's, it's nothing that you can actually rely upon. But when David says, my eye has seen the deliverance of my, en my deliverance from my enemies, he's talking about something he's actually seen. He's talking about something that's actually real. It hasn't happened yet but he's completely confident because he's seen it. And I've got some things like that in my life too. I remember uh, years ago, I had a dream one night and I saw all these buildings collapsing. And um, I woke up in the morning and I knew, it, I had some houses, some rental houses, I knew I was gonna lose them all. Now, <laughs> that's exactly what happens, you know, some things happened in the market, some things happened with some tenants, one of my insurance policies. There was a series of events and I lost all my houses, but I wasn't afraid at all because I trusted in the Lord. Now, but then the Lord said to me, I'm giving you a house and I didn't doubt it at all. But what I was curious about was how. <laughs> so I still prayed and I always said, thank you, Lord, you're giving me a house. But I always said, show me what to do. Lord, what do you want from me? And the Lord was faithful to his word. And we now have a house. Now we are paying it off. We haven't paid it all yet. The Lord is still answering that promise in various ways. But that's the nature of the Lord. The Lord says something to you. And from the Lord's perspective, it's done. And so you can declare it just like David does. So this is a psalm of faith. David says, I have seen my deliverance. Thank God. Lord, I'm so grateful for Psalm. Psalm 54, and I thank you, Lord, that we have been delivered. 
Lord, I thank you that the hand of the Lord is upon us. And now, Father, I pray you'd lift us up. Open up our vision, Lord, to see things like the way you do. Let us see your hand in Jesus' name. Amen.